First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. I'd love to greet you all today in the name of Jesus. And I want to welcome some of you back who have not been here for a long time. Welcome back. Give yourselves a big hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5, 19 simply reads, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Paul is the author of this book, this letter, to the church in Thessalonica. We are told that this letter was written around 51 AD. Actually, many believe that this letter was the earliest that was written by Paul. We know from reading the letter that the apostle and his team had been in Thessalonica to do God's work. People had gotten saved and God had moved mightily. Unfortunately, they had very, very little time after this church was planted and it grew rapidly. This church was so active that it started spreading the gospel to the surrounding provinces. But a disturbance and persecution arose at that time. And you can read about that in Acts chapter 17. And because of this disturbance, Paul and his team as missionaries were forced out of the city. When you read in chapter 2 of Thessalonica, verse 17 and 18, you note how Paul mentions the fact that he tried several times to come to Thessalonica, but he couldn't. And this is where he said, Satan hindered us. He tried because the believers there were still young. The church was still in its infancy. He wanted to come back, really, to try and nurture these young converts into full maturity. But he said Satan hindered him. All his attempts to return were blocked. As a result, he sent Timothy and Titus. But he even went further and he wrote a letter. Paul became like the palm tree that we were talking about last week. That when the winds of persecution blow, you bend but you don't break. He did not stop his mission to reach out to the Thessalonians. He said to himself, if I can't come in person, I will send Timothy and Titus. But even further, I will write a letter to you. And so he sent the letter, and that's the letter that you are reading. These new converts had such great spiritual traction. And Paul, when he talks to them, he's so amazed at the way the truth has impacted them. He says things like, you became imitators of us and the Lord. That's what he writes. He writes further and says, the Lord's message rang out from you. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. He says, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living God and the true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. And so Paul really loved this church in Thessalonica. Unfortunately, he couldn't be there in person because he had left abruptly after a brief stay. But when you look at the writings of Paul, he's writing this letter to address a few things, just among a few. Number one, to encourage these new converts in their trials. That's in chapter 3. He's writing, secondly, to give instruction to them about godly living. 
You see that in chapter 4, verse 1 to 8. And still in chapter 4, he is also urging these Christians not to neglect their daily work. And then in chapter 4 as well, he gives assurance to them concerning the future of believers who die before the return of Christ. And then in chapter 5, Paul then talks to the saints about the second coming of Christ and he starts giving these short instructions, you know, like pray without ceasing, rejoice forevermore. And then in verse 19, he says, quench not the spirit. So in our main text, Paul is encouraging the saints not to quench the spirit. It's very interesting because the statement of quenching, you quench, to quench means to put out. Usually, it means it talks about putting out a flame or putting out a fire. So Paul, by inference, he's telling us that the Holy Spirit is like fire. You know the many symbols in the Bible, the Holy Spirit like dove, like rain, like water, like wind, but also like fire. And today I want to show you how the Holy Spirit is like fire and how you and I, we must not quench the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, don't quench the Spirit. Tell your other neighbor, don't quench the Spirit. The Bible frequency likens the Holy Spirit to fire or a flame. Let me give you a few examples. In Isaiah 4.4, it reads, When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from him, is by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. So the Holy Spirit is referred to as the spirit of burning. The Holy Spirit burns away sin, burns away what is wrong. In Matthew 3.11, it reads, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me, this is John speaking, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit has those attributes of fire. And then Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the Holy Spirit is like fire. The Holy Spirit is the one that warms our hearts. The Holy Spirit is the one that enlightens our minds. The Holy Spirit is the one that empowers our lives. So Paul says, don't quench him. Don't put him out. Don't blow him out. His fire can be diminished. His fire can be snuffed out. When he is resisted, he's saying the Holy Spirit in your life as a believer can be opposed by you. You can do things such that what he wants to accomplish in your life is not fully accomplished. Don't quench the Spirit. It's a very interesting expression. What does it mean to quench? As I've said, it means to extinguish. This word interesting enough is used in many other passages in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 12, we are reading there about 
the quenching of fire. And it's talking about how the fire is quenched or put out. Let me give you a few examples. In Matthew 25, 8, we read about the parable of the ten virgins. The Bible tells us that they had lights, their lamps were burning, their lamps had fire. But the bridegroom delayed, the five virgins took extra oil, the others didn't. And what happened? The ones who didn't take extra oil, their lamp was quenched. Their fire was quenched. And Jesus is actually telling you and telling me, make sure you keep your fire burning. You see, Basalana, it's your responsibility to keep your fire burning. In the same way, we can do things that can quench the spirit, but we can also do things that can make the spirit quench not the spirit. We also read how this word is used as a metaphor. In Ephesians 6.16, Paul says, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench every fiery dart of the evil one. So we can quench the fiery dart of the evil one. But also the quenching of the spirit that we are reading about here in 1 Thessalonians 5.19 is when we hinder the operations of the spirit. So the word quench means to throw cold water on. It means to extinguish. Paul is using this as a picture of the fire of the Spirit of God. Now note this. Fire speaks of several things in the Bible. Number one, fire speaks of purity. Number two, fire speaks of light. Number three, fire speaks of warmth. So the Bible says, don't quench. Don't quench the spirit. In other words, don't blow him out when he tries to bring purity, power, light, and warmth in your life. See, when the Holy Spirit is at work in your life or in the life of the church, there will be purity, holiness, in Romans 1, 1 to 4, it reads as follows. Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, watch this now, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. See, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of holiness. And when the spirit is at work in your life, in my life, he will move us towards acts of holiness. The Holy Spirit will encourage us to live holy lives, to live lives of separation from God. It's the Holy Spirit who will always give you discomfort when you try to go into sin, when you're trying to do things that are wrong. He is the one who will speak to you. And when he speaks to you, Paul says, don't go. <laughs> don't ignore him. Don't sideline him. Don't act like he's not talking to you. Don't quench the spirit when he leads you to live a holy life. Can I hear a good amen? Thessalonians, Thessalonians 4, 3 to 8 says, for this is the will of God. This is the will of God. Your sanctification 
That you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we are also forewarned you and testified. Verse 7, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but to holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but rejects God who has given us his Holy Spirit. You see, when, when you insist on doing these things, you're quenching the spirit. You're quenching the spirit. Why? Because the spirit is the spirit of fire. He purifies. He makes us holy. None of us can be holy in our power if it is not for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the Holy Spirit, where he is, he is also the spirit of power. So this fire gives us power. It is the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. It is the power to tread upon all the power of the enemy. When the spirit of God is active in our lives, he will give you a certain kind of boldness. Not to be afraid of the powers of darkness. Not to stand back from the powers of darkness. It is the Holy Spirit who will inspire you to stand up and stand your ground and use the name of Jesus to stand against all forces of darkness. And so when he encourages you to command the devils to leave, don't retreat, don't run away, don't turn your back, don't to the Holy Spirit. Stand there by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Use your authority child of God in the name of Jesus. And having done all to stand, stand in Jesus' name. Because it is the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of power. Listen what Jesus says in Luke 10 verse 19. He says, Behold, I give unto you power. Somebody say power. power. Shout it again. Power. power. Shout it. The roof comes off. Power. power. Oh yeah. Jesus says, I give unto you. You who? You, you. <laughs> You, you, I give unto you. No, not anybody else. You, I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you. Jesus is talking to you. You at the back there who's not saying amen. I'm talking to you. Jesus says, behold, I give unto you. What are you giving me, Jesus? Power. Power to do what, Jesus? To tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all, 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 nothing left, all, all, the power of the enemy. And then wife and letter are and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Somebody give the Lord a shout in the house. Power. So when the Holy Spirit talks to you, to throw away those things, don't say no. 
When the Holy Spirit inspires you to throw away those things and get rid of those things and walk away from those things and stop going to that place and stop hanging on to that place. Don't say no. He is trying to elevate you to another level. He's trying to show you how powerful you are. Don't quench the spirit. Power. 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 Power, 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 power. He's trying to take you to another level. Don't say no. He's trying to make you fearless. Don't say no. He is telling you the righteous are as bold as lions. Stand bold as a lion and say in the name of Jesus, no power of darkness will destroy my life. Somebody say power. So don't quench the spirit. By acting like a sissy. Don't quench the spirit by being a coward. Don't quench the spirit by turning and running away from conflict. Don't quench the spirit by turning your back and trying to act dead, hiding your head in the sand. Stand there even if your heart is afraid, knowing that I'm not standing in my own power. I'm standing in the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say power. power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Oh, can can you sense that power coming upon you right now? Can you sense the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you right now? Can you sense that power coming upon you? Listen, Basalana, when the power of the Holy Ghost came upon people, they became different kind of people. When people looked at them, they couldn't believe it is them that they saw. The Bible says when Peter and John had raised the men at the gate of beautiful, those who looked at them, they knew that they were uneducated men. They knew that they were ordinary men. But when they looked at them they took note that they had been with Jesus they will take note that you have been with Jesus because of the power of God the prophet Samuel says to Saul and the spirit of God shall come upon you and the spirit from on high shall come upon you he says and when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you you will be turned into another man I see somebody being turned into being another person That's what confused people with Jesus because they knew him to be a guy born in a manger. They knew him to be somebody who came from a poor family. They knew him to be doing the lowest job, that of a carpenter. But when the Spirit of God came upon this carpenter, instead of him making coffins, he was raising people from the dead because of the Holy Ghost upon him. And when they looked at him, they said, we know you. We know your brothers. We know your background. What has happened to you? Somebody say power. And God says, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. When the spirit is trying to take you to another level. When the spirit is trying to elevate you to another level. Don't be a coward. Don't turn your back. Don't close your mouth. Don't become inactive. Stand in the name of Jesus and do what God has called you to do. Somebody say amen in the house. Number three, this fire brings the light. When the spirit comes, he brings the light of revelation knowledge and the light of walking in the truth of God's word. 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When the Spirit comes upon us, he enlightens our lives. He shows you what to do and how to do it. He takes the word and challenges your life and shows you things that you've got to align according to God's word. And please, when he tells you to stop doing that and stay away from that, don't go. When he tells you to walk in love and not in strife, when he tells you to walk in forgiveness and not unforgiveness, when it tells you to get rid of bitterness and anger and all malice, don't, 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 don't quench him by saying no. Because listen to me, Basalana. Your life will be a million times better by obedience to God. Ah, you don't hear what I'm saying. The Bible says the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. The path of God's children gets better and better. Even when you go through times of persecution, your life will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he enlightens you, when he challenges you to align your life, to live according to the word, when he tells you to worship God, when he challenges you to come to church, when he challenges you to be a tither, when it challenges you to witness to other people, when it challenges you to be generous, when it challenges you to live right, when it challenges you to do all these things, don't blow him out by ignoring him. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Can I hear an amen, Bazala? Number three, he brings warmth, the warmth of God's love in our hearts. Why? Because wherever the spirit of God is, he melts our hearts together so that there is harmony and cooperation. In Ephesians 4, 3, Paul says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit. What is it, Bazana, that makes us to be together like this? Here we are. We come from different backgrounds, different social statuses. I don't know if that's good English. Different homes, male and female alike. Young and old alike. Here we are. But as we sit together, we can sense the presence of God in my life, in their life, in their life. And as we live here, we can all testify that truly the Lord was among us. What is it? Who is it? That's the common denominator. He's the Spirit of God. The same spirit in your life, the same spirit in my life, who bears witness in our hearts, who we are the children of God together. Jew and Gentile alike, male and female, from every tongue, every kindred. Think about it. The day we go to heaven, as we walk through the gates of heaven, as we come, multitudes and multitudes, millions and millions and billions of people, 
As we gather there in the kingdom, people from all nations, from all tongues, people of all age groups, people from all backgrounds, and everybody there, we are gathering together under one name, the name of Jesus. And we are kneeling down before God and God only. The Holy Spirit that brings unity. It says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourself together with peace. For there's one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. We are just one family. Hallelujah to God. It is Satan who brings division, strife, fighting, jealousy. But it's the presence of the Holy Spirit that brings us together in one accord. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? You see, the fire of the Spirit must not go out from the altar of our hearts. We must keep it burning. In conclusion, we keep the spirit burning in the context of this verse. When you read it, it says there in verse 19, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things. The message says, don't suppress the spirit and don't stifle those who have a word from the master. Then he says, on the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything. You see, the people in these days didn't have a Bible like you and me. So when they came together to fellowship like we are, during the time of worship, some would stand up under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and give prophecy. The prophecy in their context wasn't about the future. The prophecy in their context was to speak under inspiration. So they would stand up in the church and say, thus says the Lord. But there were those who were concerned that these people are fanatics, that these people have gone to excesses. So when somebody stood up to try and give a word, they would say, sit down. And by doing so, they are quenching the spirit. Paul says, Bona, instead of doing that, let them speak, Mara, test all things. Paul is saying the church is not a place to be cold like a refrigerator. It's not a place where we sit and we don't hear the voice of God. It's a place where the dynamic working of the Holy Spirit must be allowed. He says when the Spirit is moving, just check what is said if it lines up with the Word. He says when the gifts of the Spirit are in manifestation, just make sure that everything is done decently and in order instead of stopping it. And so as we gather, we gather together this morning to have the Spirit of God move among us. The power of God move among us. So don't quench him when he leads you to pray. Don't quench him when he leads you to raise your hands and worship. Don't quench him when he shows you to forgive somebody. Don't quench him when he challenges you about your lifestyle. Don't quench him when he shows you about your destiny and your mission and things that you must do. Don't quench him. Just allow him to operate. Keep those fires burning. 
And finally, Paul writes to Timothy. And he says to Timothy, Timothy, I'm talking to you. And I say, fan into flame the gift of God that's in your life. Stir up the gift of God. Instead of quenching, stir up. Instead of pouring fire, instead of pouring water on the fire, pour petrol on the fire. And when it says stir up the gift, it's not gift like the gift of tongues or what, even if it's included. But the word gift there is the word impartation. He says, as the Holy Spirit imparts to you, make sure you stir up what the Spirit has imparted to you. As the Spirit prompts you in certain directions and the Spirit talks to you, just make sure that you put more fire. What is he saying? He's saying, if the Spirit tells you to preach, preach some more. He says, if the Spirit tells you to pray, pray some more. If the Spirit tells you to read the Bible, read some more. Don't, don't, don't quench the Spirit by postponing. Don't quench the Spirit by not reading the Bible. Paul is simply saying, it is not time for us to become too, 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 too cold. It's time for us to be hot by the power of the living God. He said, it's not time for us to hold back, but it's time for us to do more. I believe we are in this time right now where we need to really fan into flame the spirit and not quench the spirit. That whatever we do, we do it with more fame, vigor, and vitality. Yeah, Bazalana, it's not time for us to cool off. It's time for us to get worse with the work of God. Come on now. It is not time for us to hibernate. It's time for us to come out from hiding. We have been hiding too long for the last 19 months. It is time for us to rise up in the name of Jesus. It is time for us to worship. It is time for us to go to church. It is time for us to win the lost. It is time for us to do more. Let's not quench the spirit. The spirit wants to move all the time. The Holy Spirit is not under lockdown. God wants to move you again. It is time for us to rise. In the name of Jesus. Quench not the spirit. What is it that the spirit is telling you? What is it that the spirit is talking to about your life? What is it that he's addressing in your life? Instead of shutting him off, why don't you listen to him? Don't quench the spirit. It's not time for you now to try and be nice. This war that we're in, this season that we're in, it's a rough season. If you think being nice is going to carry you through, this is time for you to pray more than you've ever prayed before. This is time for you to be more radical than you've ever been before. I said this is time for you to come to church more than you've ever gone to church before. This is time for you to worship more than you've ever worshipped before. Fan into flame. Fan into flame the gift of God. This is the time for you to encourage yourself in the things of God so that you are everything that God wants you to be. Let's all stand on our feet right now in the name of Jesus. Raise your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody in the house. Pray in the Holy Ghost right where you are, please. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost like somebody who understands what it is to fan into place. Stir up, stir up. Stir up the gift of God in your life. Stir up the gifts of God in your life. Ramba de bresakara boreala babofa. Mama makata bresakara de prevele bajes. Zere mahabra frafar bedegreta de setere baba. Pray right where you are in the name of Jesus. 
Pray right where you are in the name of Jesus. Take away all those cobwebs. Take away the staleness. Remove the staleness from your life. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost, somebody. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray with passion. Pray with intensity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please listen to me as you remain standing. Please listen to me. Anything that will tend to dampen the passion in our spirits, to chill out our passion, to render us cold and lifeless in the service of God, may be regarded as quenching the spirit. This season that we have been in, undoubtedly so, has caused many people to stall and stumble. Some to walk away. Some to give themselves to things that are strange. Some to forget the God who brought them through. I believe we want to do it on purpose. To say, though we have been through a rough time, we come from a rough past. These 19 months have been rough sailing. But just like the palm tree, even though we bent, we're not breaking. Now note, when he said stir up the gift, in other words, the responsibility to be stirred lies with you and not with God. It's for you to actively engage in the process of stirring yourself. What do you mean, Fundis? Let me tell you what I mean. Number one, you got to locate yourself in a space where your spiritual fervor will be stirred up again. I've noted people who are cold in the things of God oftentimes hang around with other people who are cold. And they all agree that the church is dead. Who are dead? You can never be more than the people you hang around with. Locate yourself. And this is why I'm saying it and, and I'm glad you're all listening. Tell people we're back in church. Yeah. An environment like this, a service like this, 
goes a long way in stirring up. There are people who are more afraid to go to church because they're afraid they were going to catch the virus and it's not true. Because look at us, how safe we are here. Oh, come on, somebody. Look at us, how safe we are. Look at the social distances. Look at all the masks. And the very people who say they're afraid to come to church, they go to the mall every week. They get into the taxi every week. It's your responsibility, Mzalwan, to say, I'm going to go to a place where I will be stirred. Yeah. Come on, give, give a big hand. Don't give a half-hearted one now. Come on, don't give a half-hearted one. Raise this roof as you give the Lord a hand, somebody. Come on, do it like your people who are stirred up this morning. Give the Lord a hand. 